On this episode, we are going to take a look at all the stocks that I have bought since April 1st. After we take a look at all the stocks that I have bought, I also wanted to take a look at the top five, top six stocks that I bought the most of. And I just wanted to go over of why I decided to buy the stock, why I like their business. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. So let's get started. Before we begin, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, thumbs up and the bell it helps out the small channel so much and if you guys are enjoying this content i appreciate all the help i can get make sure to post on the comments some of the top stocks that you have bought since april so like that maybe i can get an idea of some other stocks that i might want to purchase all right so the first thing i just want to show is here's a screenshot of my account i'm using fidelity right now and it's pretty much just a screenshot of all the stocks i bought so like that you guys know that i'm not just BSing right now. So here and then after that, I've actually exported all this information to Excel here. And these are all the companies I have bought since April 1st. You can see here, I think the earliest was April 1st. Yep. So April 1st. In total, I put about $2,300 in the market since April 1st. And I bought a lot of different companies all throughout different times, a little bit each day. So I bought First, let's, first, we're just gonna take a look at the overall portfolio. I bought Virgin Galactic Space. I bought Square, Southwest Airlines, SLF, Rubicon, Roku, PayPal, Micron, Mastercard, Luckin Coffee, Home Depot, Home Depot, Facebook, Disney, Delta Airlines, Car, um, Cruise Line Carnival, Boeing, Bank of America, Berkshire Hathaways and google and out of all those that i bought i'm actually going to take a look at the top six positions that i bought so some of these that we're going to take a look at not in any order um, space galactic so virgin galactic bought about 150 dollars worth of it then we're going to take a look at a uh, slf if you guys don't know slf it is it is an etf for the financial sector and i bought about 216 dollars worth of that the next one is going to be disney huge fan of disney 181 dollars worth of that Bank of America, $213 worth of that. Berkshire Hathaway, $258. And my favorite right now, I want to say, is Google and $273 worth of that. So just on, on those six positions, I've actually spent more than half of my of my total money that I've started since April 1st, that I've used since April 1st on there. Uh, so I really wanted to take a look at those companies and, and just talk about why I decided to purchase them. So let's actually start off with Disney. And actually one thing guys, if you guys don't know, I do do fundamental analysis on all these companies and actually all these top five, believe it or not, are some of the companies I have done videos on. So feel free to check out my channel for those videos. All right, so first let's actually start off with something easy. Let's start off with Disney. Disney ended up buying um, on April 6th and April 9th at $98 and at $105. Right now, Disney is currently sitting at $106. And I know what you guys might say. You're like, hey, Jose, why are you buying Disney? They have parks. They have cruise lines. They have movie theaters. They have ESPN, which no sports are happening. Yes, 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 I understand all this. But this company has also dropped over 33% compared. Right, right now, it's over 26% from its all-time highs. About 30% from its all-time high. So it has lost about one-third of its quarter. 
of, of its total of its total valuation in just a few weeks. And I, to me, that's just insane. Disney is such a strong company. They have so much strong IP. All these Disney movies you guys have heard of. And if you have kids, you're most likely going to show it to them. They have Star Wars. They have Marvel. They have National Geographic. They have Fox. So they have such a strong platform. Hulu, Disney Plus. A, a lot of people forget about Hulu. But Hulu is also owned by Disney. And eventually all this will come to an end. People are going to go back to going outside and going back to Disney World and going back to cruises and going back to the movie theaters. It might be a slowdown, but things are going to go back eventually. The answer is when. Um, and for me, I believe it's going to be at a time that this money, that this company is still going to survive. Talking about Disney Plus and Hulu, right? Another reason is look at Netflix. I'm not one to, to badmouth Netflix, I'm, I'm just not a fan, but Netflix right now has a market cap of $185 billion. Disney has a market cap of $192 billion, only $7 billion more than Netflix. That's ridiculous. I mean, I, I would consider Disney such a stronger company compared to Netflix. I mean, just Disney Plus, they have right now maybe might have such a small collection compared to uh, to Netflix, right? Netflix at the moment, I want to say, has a very strong collection inside of the Netflix Netflix file. But Disney, it's just getting started. It's a company that has such strong imagination going on. They can continue to pop out new content. They have plenty of IP to work with. So they have so much potential to grow. And I do believe that their, their whole library, especially in Disney Plus, will grow even more. And next, I just wanted to take a look at their valuation, right? Disney right now, forward PE ratio. And if you guys have seen my channel, you guys know that for me, I, I, I base my forward be, uh, my my valuation on the company on a few things. First, I want to make sure the company is growing. Second, uh, I want to believe with what the company is doing. And third, I want them to have uh, a very cheap forward PE ratio compared to, to what I believe the overall market is averaged at right now. And Disney, I definitely believe it's growing. We can see here revenue for 2020 is going to expect it to be 71 billion. For 2021, it's expected to be 82 billion. So we're seeing growth in that company. Next, forward PE ratio. Right now, this company has a forward PE ratio of 20.48 for earnings per share estimated in in September 2021. That's for about $5. Right now, I want to say um, the average is close to 25. So five times 25. We'll give this company close to 125 price at the moment. So we're we're way off from we're way far from there. So to me, Disney definitely has definitely has place to grow. So that's why I'm continuing to invest in Disney. Alright, so the next one I want to talk about is Google Alphabet. So Google, as you can see, I've actually bought it's probably my biggest one that I bought. It's right now about 273 since April. So one good thing, if you guys are I'm like, wait, how can you buy that? That how can you buy only that much? Google's worth over twelve hundred dollars. Yes, I use Fidelity. Fidelity, I recommend to anybody starting off to invest. They have fractional shares, which I think makes it, it's such an amazing tool, especially for for small investors. I don't have to go and buy one share of Google and spend half of my money, right? Like I said, in April, since April first. I've only put $2,300 into the market. Um, obviously, my portfolio is bigger than that. But since April 1st, that's all I've put in. So yeah, Google, I bought on 
on April, April 9th, April 2nd, April 9th again, and April 6th. Um, 1200 1100 1200 1160 are the prices I, I've entered in and right now we're gonna have to see Google is currently sitting at 1283 so I'm, I'm already making money on Google as well from those positions that I bought and I'm again pretty bullish on Google first let's take a look at this company's um, forward PE ratio forward PE ratio for this company for 2021 is 21.52 um uh 21.52 again let's go this company is expected to make 58 dollars and 78 cents for 2021 let's multiply it by 25 this gives this company close for me right this is the how i do my valuation it has close to a 14 50, uh 1400 1467 dollars um of, of of valuation and right now still sitting at below 1300 this is a growing company right look here in december 2020 this company is expected to make 175 billion dollars in 2021 and it goes up to 208 billion dollars so that's what you call real growth right there you can see me moving from my chair this company gets me so pumped this company is in everywhere this Google owns a lot of different companies and I'm not going to talk about all, all of them right now, but let me just mention some of them so you guys know how big Google is. The first one, right, is Google search engine. That alone is massive. It is the number one search engine in the world. Second is YouTube. YouTube technically is the second biggest search engine in the world. So if you need to ever compete against Google, first you need to pass YouTube and then you need to pass Google itself next google maps right google maps has um google has such a strong platform with their gps they have google adsense which is which is just online content placing of ads on publishers advertising advertising online and this drives the majority of revenue for google right like i mentioned right google is the biggest search engine and youtube is the second biggest so where would people want to advertise obviously google and youtube and that's where we're seeing google collect such a huge portion of their money then they have google mobile right um if you're using an android an android phone or you have your android operating system that's thanks to google so google has a lot of big businesses but they also have plenty of small businesses even random businesses that you might not even know about they have some form of google hardware where they're creating just different different types of for example google glass the chromebooks google home comes from there they also have Nest Labs, which is that smart, smart therm thermometer. They have Chrome, Pixel Phone, Google Home, Google Play. Then they have even some form of aerospace companies that most of these companies actually make up less than, I think, 5% of the total revenue of Google. 95% of the total revenue comes from the main platform. The less, I'm pretty sure it's even less than five. Um, comes from these which they call other bets but these are things that can actually grow to to be huge game changers in the future especially project wing project win is a commercial drone delivery system and due to the whole coronavirus um this has actually been pushed out to to i'm not sure if this one's exactly or if they have another second but i know one of google's droning service has been approved and it's actually working right now in some european country so you can scroll and scroll this company has a lot of different companies a lot of different small companies i'm not gonna hit them all but you can just go to google and put other bets 
and just see that the amount of of companies that Google actually owns. And the final thing that I really enjoy about Google is how they're entering the esports segment. Uh, Google is currently entering in two two ways that I know. And the first is YouTube gaming. So if you guys don't know, it is a streaming platform for YouTube for to enter into the game where gamers can come and stream their video games. They actually have a lot of different contracts with some big big gaming publishers. I know they have one with Activision where Activ where YouTube is the only place where Activision can stream their live platforms, their live sports, and the esports segment is such a huge growing um, business right now. The second is Stadia, uh, Google Stadia. So that is Google's clouding gaming system. And that I can go on for uh, that would take me about 10 minutes to explain. So I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about it, but definitely check out cloud gaming. It is a big changer for the world. Now you don't need to have some crazy expensive laptop to enjoy games in like 4K or with the highest graphics card. You can actually have like one of the oldest laptops on Earth and still be able to play games that you, ne you would need some form of crazy computer. So that was actually did not take me 10 minutes. It took me about one minute to explain, but that's pretty much the gist of it. And actually that actually leads to one other part segment that is so strong right now that I didn't mention, and that's Google Cloud. And right in the clouding world, we have three big players. We have Google, we have Amazon, and we have Microsoft. All right, so next let's take a look at Bank of America. This is actually a new investment. You can see here, I, I purchased this one on 416 so i purchased this one yesterday unfortunately um and that's because they just reported earnings and i just did a, a video about them when they reported earnings and they got me got me into the company so i bought this at 21 dollars 35 yesterday and that was actually a pretty good buy um, today, this company is already up over 8%. Let's take a look. Bank of America right now sitting at $23. It's up over 8% per in one day. And I'm actually pretty happy that I did take a look at this company's earnings. And I did take a look at what this company had to say about the overall economy because it got me pretty bullish around the whole financial sector. So first, let's just take a look at Bank of America compared to its all-time high. Not its all-time high, but close to it. It's still down 33%. So this is another company that has lost one-third of its total value. And companies like this are ones I'm really looking at, especially if they have potential to go somewhere. Obviously, I'm not going to invest in every company that has gone below one-third that's lost one third of its value if the if the freaking business doesn't make sense but bank of america makes sense to me so bank of america i just did their earnings so definitely check that video out if you guys want to see my whole take on on the financial sector and i'm definitely going to post all the videos in the links below so so you guys can go and check check them out and see how how i go about valuating a company so Bank of America right now has a valuation of a forward P.E. ratio close to 10. Normally, this company has a P.E. ratio of like 12 to 13. So based on the episode I did last time, that would give this. Let's just go with 13. This company is expected to make $2.32. Let's do it times 13. We'll be at a close to a 30 price. So we're still a few, a few, a few. We're still a lot percentage behind. If we do times 12, this is still actually pretty is $28. So I'm still I'm still pretty bullish on it. But again, this is for long-term growth. And it definitely I'm I'm definitely happy with the price I got in. And let me show you this. I'm only gonna take one quick look at one chart that I looked during this earnings. So this chart right here 
comes from from Bank of America's earnings call, which I go over in a previous video. I do the whole, I do take a look at all the information to provide, but I think this information, this chart right here shows a lot about the overall market and how it's behaving. So we have two lines here. The first one is the one up top and that's the, a little bit darker blue. I want to say, hopefully I'm not colorblind and you guys don't go, ha that's green sucker. Actually, I, I know it's not green. Well, hopefully it's not green because if not, you guys will actually do that. But anyways, the dark blue is total payments on credit card, on, on cards and debit card. The second, the lighter blue, again, hopefully it's light blue. It's the amount this consumer is spending on credit, either credit or debit. So this starts off from January 6th. So it's it's pretty much from the beginning of the year. So from the beginning of the year, uh, the average consumer is spending about the the same amount of money and they're actually paying about the same amount of money right it's all pretty flatline i'm guessing this is when the whole coronavirus effect started to happen throughout the throughout the united states that we see a big spike in spending and we see a big spike in in payments so that i i like to see that uh, i don't like to see that but i like to see that people are spending more but they're still paying more so that's a good sign right you it means people are pretty much still at the same debt level all right, this is probably people buying all that toilet paper right there. And and it's, it's, all that toilet paper is, is, is pretty expensive. So we see that big jump up in paying spending and we see that big jump up in, in payments. Then look what happens as the world starts to shut down and as say the United States starts to shut down, the amount of spending in credit or debit drops down. And right now it's dropped down to a, a, a pretty ridiculous number. It's pretty low. But look at the payments. The payments has not dropped off by much. It, it's still pretty much close to, to where it was at early on. And that gives me good news. That gives me, hey, people are, are right now spending less, but they're still able to pay a good portion of their of their of their credit cards. And we had they have not seen that change um that much. So that gives me good signs that at the moment the market is still doing good. So if things do get turned on in some time. I feel like based just based on this chart, right? I am nowhere near a financial expert, but just based on this chart, when the economy is is open is open backed up to to whatever extent, I think it's gonna be um, such a crazy amount of growth for for all types of business. People are gonna go back to spending this amount of money that were they were spending just a, a month ago. And even half of that would still be a lot more than what they're spending now. So, and they still have enough money for payment. So I just really wanted to take a look at that chart. Then if we, let's go back to my Excel sheet. We're going to take a look at the next one. The next one I bought, we're going to take a look at SLF. So SLF, like I mentioned, is the ETF for the finance sector. And I bought about $216 worth. And again, this main reason I bought this was because the overall financial sector and if you guys don't know, SLF is the ETF for the SPY financial sector. So I bought SLF at $21.16. Right now, like I said, I definitely got lucky. I'm up, it's $22. I'm up about 5% on it since I bought it yesterday. We can see one thing. We can Now we're going to take a look at their holdings. And look, 15% of this company is Berkshire, which is a company that I also bought. So we're going to talk about that in a bit. But look, 11% is JP Morgan. 7% is Bank of America, 4% is Wells Fargo's, and 3% is Citigroup's, all big banks. So obviously, 
if I want to diversify within the bank sector, these are the companies I wanted to go into. So I might as well get into SLF instead of going uh, and going into all of them. All right. So the next one we're going to take a look at is Berkshire Hathaway's Berkshire Hathaway's. I bought about I bought in April 6th and I bought April 2nd and I bought uh, about $258 worth of Berkshire Hathaway's. One thing you're going to be like, Jose, you're buying a margin. I'm not buying on margin. These are all cash health but sometimes my money does not has not fully transferred so it's buying it on margin but it is cash covered i one of the things i i wouldn't recommend to myself would be don't buy on margin i'm, I'm not gonna only spend money you I, I would have and and that's a recommendation that i follow but yes berkshire hathaways so berkshire hathaways i bought and i've been buying for a long time if you guys have seen my previous videos i've been buying berkshire hathaways for a nice portion but i bought at 183 and i bought at 178 and right now the company is at 191 so again pretty happy with that and with berkshire hathaways there's a few things i want to take a look at first let's take a look at the forward pe ratio this company again pretty cheap forward pe ratio of 16.71 for this one uh, i want to go with like a 20 uh, a 20 ratio based on its earnings per share so 11.25 which is what it's expected to make in december 2021 times 20 gives me a, a price close to 225 dollars so i am pretty happy with that the other reasons i'm really i'm really bullish on berkshire is i think a reason you guys might know it has a lot of cash this company right now is sitting at 125 billion dollars in cash so hopefully this company went out and bought some some more companies and right now when the big drop happened and obviously it would help out it would help out the return on for investors and one thing that i i think people should know is they believe that a lot of people say that berkshire hathaways is not in the market if they have that much in cash so they have 125 billion dollars in cash but here if i take a look at their total holdings their total holdings wait not counting cash not counting cash so their their market value on their holdings is 242 billion dollars so it seems they have close to like a, a 60 percent in in stocks and 125 percent in cash and cash equivalent and 33 and 30 about 30 33 percent in in cash and cash equivalents to me that's actually a pretty they're pretty strong in in the market right now so it's not like they they don't have the skin in the game so i, I don't get why people sometimes spout bad mouth berkshire hathaway saying hey this company is not fully in hey it's okay sometimes to hold the cash position if you don't if you think the market's overvalued but they still have over about 60 percent in the stock market and now let's just take a look at their holdings their top five holdings are apple that currently make up 20 about 30 percent of the portfolio again bank of america coca-cola axp which is a finance and wells fargo which is another finance so i'm pretty bullish in the finance world so this was a great a great reason to buy berkshire but to be honest it was not my reason my main reason was just that this company is holding all that cash and depending on how they invested they can create some great returns for investments all right so the i saved this one for last because i'm, I'm pretty sure not many people like space not many people like space companies virgin, virgin galactic and i understand why I, I completely understand why um this is usually one of my abnormal companies to invest in because at the moment it makes no money 
This is completely a, a, a speculative stock. I bought about $150 worth in April 2nd and April 6th at, at close to $13.50. Um, right now, space is sitting at $18.90. Those are great returns there. Unfortunately, I've only bought a very small portion, but still, uh, uh, any, any gains are uh, amazing in my book. But Virgin Galactic, if you guys don't know, this company has such a cool website. Look at this. This company is trying to is trying to commercialize space travel. They are working on getting not to the moon. They just pretty much you just go out of space, out of space, and then you come back and you in and you spend some time in zero gravity where you can look at the Earth from from space right here like this. And they've already done trial runs. And they were they're expecting i'm not sure how the coronavirus is going to push back their plans but they were expecting to already have some people through the flight in this in this in this year and then some more next year and it didn't seem like this company would actually make money until 2022 or 2023 so this company like i said barely makes revenue barely makes is currently losing money but the team behind this company is pretty amazing they have some great engineers. They have a, a super smart CEO. And there are certain CEOs that you don't bet against. And this is this guy is one of them. Again, this is such an amazing concept. And if this does take off, get it, take off, take off. Look at that. Um, it, it can, I think, can be a, a one of those multi-baggers. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope you guys, in, um, let me know what you guys think about the stocks I purchased. Obviously, at the end of the day, I do my own due diligence. I get my information and I only invest companies that I feel comfortable investing in. And you can see, right, I do, I bought so many companies. I, one thing that I do know is I could be wrong. So I diversify within, strong, within companies that I think are strong. And that's definitely a, a way I'm gonna continue to evolve as an investor. I'm, I'm, I'm a very active investor. So I don't mind holding over 25 companies, over 30 companies that I believe are strong imagine out of if you have 10 baggers if you have 10 baggers uh, a company that's three percent of your holding if that one increases by 10 percent it's gonna increase to 30 percent of your holdings and that that alone shows you why it's it's why i enjoy diversifying and enjoying investing in growing companies so let me also know what come what companies you have bought since april 1st i've only invested 2300 since april 1st i know that's probably chump change for some of you guys and some for some of you guys that might be a decent amount of money but i said at the end of the day no matter how much i invest i would invest with the same mentality and that's why i think fidelity is such a great tool because it lets you do fractional shares and this pretty much is how i would invest no matter how much money i had so maybe later i'll take a look at my portfolio I'll take a dual video on my whole portfolio if you guys would want to take a look at that. So take care, guys. Have a good night and see you next time.